0: A young woman was unexpectedly found dead, and her mother suspected something more sinister. Probably her drifter husband was to blame. When her daughter appeared to her as a ghostly figure, she confirmed her mother's suspicions and all the details of her own murder. Would the ghost story be enough to bring her killer to justice? This week's episode is The Murder of Zona Heaster, the Greenbrier Ghost. Heather, this is very exciting. Today is quite a day. Today is a very special day. Two special guests, two special buddies. Say hi, y'all. Hello. Hey.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow, one's confident, one's not feeling great. Um, (laughs) I'm just so
2: excited. We're so excited.
1: (laughs) I wanted to, we just listened to you do the intro, and wow, you really, i would have assumed if it were the two of us that would have taken 10 minutes of doing it over oh absolutely over you just nailed it that was just one one and done yeah, stars one take
3: mckinney eyes. wow <laughs> one take mckinney that's what they call her one, one is McKinney. west
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well we have em and christine from and that's why we drink with us today Yay. the crowd goes
3: wild Let me will edit in uh, a
0: pause right there
1: perfect (laughs) (laughs) i uh thank you for having us and also now i now that i've heard the intro i just have the song in my head um Mm -hmm. so you by the way i wanted to make a note that like best theme song i've ever heard oh
3: thank you you but it's true Um, it's it's a mixed bag it's
0: funny because we recently got an email it was very complimentary and then at the end it said and i don't care what anyone says i like your theme song (laughs) oh
3: what do people say? What a weird backhanded compliment. Yes. <laughs> and then I, then I asked Tommy and he was like, yeah, there's, I've seen some things and I was, cause he keeps things like that from me. And I was like, what? And he's like, there's just some people on Reddit don't love it. And I was like, Oh, well, well we, we always... Reddit like the
2: plague. It's yeah. out there. Oh yeah. We,
3: uh, but we most, we get a lot of compliments on it as well. So you know what? You can't please everybody all the time. It's and true. Our compliments and... mean a lot, right? Um
0: that's all. <laughs> yeah if you well, guys yeah, like that's it, all we need it stays forever compliment.
1: yeah we, we love a good compliment and we're also gemini's uh and we've at least believe in the gemini notion that we need attention mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, arguably positive attention always yeah. and uh preferably if someone said that they loved our theme song i would just ride with it and ignore <laughs> all one hundred thousand other people so
0: exactly <laughs> that's what you <laughs> If they don't like the theme song, they're banned. They're not allowed to listen anymore. Yeah.
2: <laughs> blacklisted.
0: You're blacklisted. banned. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, thank you. Well, Christy wrote it and I sing it and my neighbor helped play the piano for oh, him. I say help. Beautiful. He wholly, all, only him. I can't help.
3: He play. helped. You he just hit I one I put key. my fingers <laughs> yeah. on his. Yeah, he used his pointer fingers and then Heather did all the rest with That's all beautiful. of her fingers. <laughs> and it was a really uh, fantastic it mashup.
1: It was him, actually yeah. the cat that just walked on the piano <laughs> <Yeah>. perfectly <laughs> the whole time.
0: Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. well, yeah, we picked a. We try to pick a both a, a ghastly and a crimey mix for y'all, uh, since that's you know a little bit of both. And also, I know Em, you're from uh, Virginia. This is West Virginia, so not oh, quite perfect neighbors. Thank you
1: for saying that, by the way, because we've talked on our show that there's a shocking amount of people who don't know that there's that they're two different places. What? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think West Virginia is Western Virginia, and we oh. just like, it's so like notable that we're just like oh yeah West Virginia you get it like yeah
0: it's a a separate thing
1: it is a separate it's it's been separate since the 1800s Mm. you would be surprised (laughs) how many people introduce me as like oh yeah I'm from West Virginia and then I'm like no just Virginia and they're like well
0: it's the same, whatever. Yeah, and you're you like, no,
3: actually, it's, it's really actually not. Different, separate.
0: <laughs> there's, a, there's a welcome to sign. That's how you know you're in another place. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> if it and says now like, leaving. Yeah. yeah Heather's yeah. from yeah. Oklahoma. Now we're from Texas. It's whatever. It's They're thing. next door it's to thing. each other. It's, it's fine. <laughs> difference.
0: It is confusing in Texas because there's Western Texas. Like, oh, it's in West Texas. And there's also a city called West Texas. So people mm-hmm. usually say, oh, oh it's West comma Texas.
1: Well, mm-hmm. I have oh noticed that it's more over on the west coast that people are confused about it and I, mm. I like to say it's because they are just so far away from west virginia virginia they, they <laughs> I also, mean, it, they that, also that like in, in california so many people say like oh i'm in socal which like to them mm-hmm. southern california is california
0: so it makes sense it's a big long state i mean i don't know where anything is in the midwest so i get it yeah. i'm real bad at geography <laughs> we were talking about possible tour dates and we had to pull out a map we're like oh louisville and cincinnati <laughs> yeah. are like right by each other <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> well, i mean you know. not like they're closer than anywhere The oh, yeah is. no they're, they're in the middle close. of nothing yeah i live in kentucky now
2: so this is my only point of reference i still know nothing about anything around me but
0: Again, your okay. old sweet kentucky home there yeah we go.
1: but if you showed me like if you asked me where utah was i'd be like i gotta be completely honest I'm, yeah there's just no way i'm gonna know <laughs> that so like
0: if you go to vegas you keep going up like you'll hit it probably that's like a lot of desert. I think. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I just watched finish Breaking Bad. That's yes. the desert uh-huh. I'm trying to go oh. to. <laughs> what do you think of, of that take. finale? got a lot of opinions. <laughs> we can't get into it here. <laughs> get to it offline. <laughs> oh man, I got it's a great. lot to talk about. uh Yeah. yeah. So well, we're going welcome, welcome,
3: because you know it aired. I don't know, eight years ago or something yeah. like that. But <laughs> welcome.
0: I, I keep being like, no spoilers, you guys. <laughs>
1: They're like, don't worry, we're not reporting on that. Yeah, people, my... people are like, no, I don't remembers. remember.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I could have spoiled it if I wanted
1: to.
3: Yeah, well, um, we like to start off by saying thank yous, and our biggest thank you, of course, goes to you guys for joining oh, us. Shucks, yeah, oh, thank y'all. Please, so many listeners have been asking for this, so. Giving the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. Anytime we y- get time. Y- y'all
2: are coming on our show, so we're yes. we're very yes. excited for a Doubling little crossover
0: up. situation. We are very excited. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, we usually say our names, and then I mean you've heard it, so let's roll with it. And then you guys yeah. say your names, so we'll all be part of it.
3: We struggled Perfect. counting, so we'll see. What <laughs> yeah, so that was. You know what? That might be a Patreon content of us trying to count <laughs> to, to get that going. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. I'm Christine. I'm M. And let's get into it. Greenbrier County, West Virginia, is a small county located in the southeastern portion of the state, in the Valley of the Appalachian Mountains. Formed in 1778, Greenbrier is one of the earliest counties of West Virginia. A century later, in 1875, Jacob Hedges Heaster and his wife Mary Jane made their homestead in the small town, raising their seven children, six boys and one girl, Zona. That's a lot of kids.
1: Someone mentioned. I was going to say, and only one girl. Yeah. Oof. So just like, not to like stereotype here, but I'm imagining like six very, wildly active mm-hmm. people and then someone also told the lake stay inside but yeah. like
0: <laughs> yeah farm kids there's and, and then also one zona's, like can't leave the kitchen yeah. like, Zona, extra, you so. can't go to town you can't go to town Zona. they can you can't
1: zona's like i have to cook for six of them and then also mom and dad
2: This is yeah. I'm, I'm not doing.
1: allowed to play hoop and stick with my brother
3: <laughs> sad. it's very tragic no you can churn butter that's your toy for the day how much exactly. butter can you churn that's your game <laughs> Described in the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles as a beautiful child, Zona had long, dark hair, soft brown eyes, and a kind disposition. Being the only girl, her brothers were often protective of her. She also had a very close relationship with her mother, Mary Jane, a devout Christian who took Zona and her brothers to church every Sunday. Well, that's shocking that they were devout Christians in the 1800s.
1: (laughs) And also seven children through. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my
3: God. Elsa Preeze. This was just, um, this was very normal. They were like the Joneses. They were Mm -hmm. just the typical family back then.
1: It doesn't sound any different than any other. I mean, not that I'm an expert on 1800 stories, but. Oh,
3: what if you were the
1: okay what a flex I, to be a, you know, a, a, a like a professional
3: eighteen hundred storyteller if i was i'd probably say this track so far mm-hmm. so <laughs> hey, thank you i you're a professional in my, my so we
0: take it yeah if you cover enough ghost stories you're an 1800s professional yeah. for sure what is I, it I have, how,
3: what does malcolm gladwell say how many hours do you need Ten thousand. 10,000? We, we got I, that y'all
2: definitely have got that i feel like we've I've, got to have got hit that at some point i've mm-hmm. certainly um
1: yeah. I'm just going to say yes. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> we, yes. Again, we don't know how to count, but 10,000
3: sounds accurate. Claim, it. Claim <laughs> it. About
2: it.
3: Zona was happy and carefree well into her teenage years. When she was 16, she met a young man named George. The couple quickly fell in love and Zona soon became pregnant. Tragically, Zona's infant son died shortly after birth, sending the young mother into a deep depression. While she eventually learned to cope with the grief, those close to her said she was never the same
0: again. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. And I think they said she stopped really going into at the times she would go into town with her brother. She really didn't. She kind of just hung close to home, which Aww. isolated herself. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just 20 or so miles north of Greenbrier County in Droop Mountain, Erasmus Stribling Shoe was born in 1861, one of nine children to Jacob, a blacksmith, and his wife, Elizabeth. At an early age, Erasmus was given the nickname Trout and was spoiled by his mother and siblings due to his, quote, delicate personality, according to Nancy Richmond, retired judge, certified genealogist, and author of the
0: Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles. As a teen, Trout apprenticed under his father to become a blacksmith. I just have to say, if your name is Erasmus, like any nickname is cool.
1: Like your <laughs> I- I'm so glad you said it because I was like, wow, they really were thinking. Oh, we got to give this guy a nickname, Trout. Like, and they were probably like, honestly, whatever. Like,
3: they were fishing. They're out there, They're like, what are we gonna call you, Rasmus? Oh wait, you got one. Reel <laughs> that, reel that in, and then I, that's how it was born. I was just playing a
1: game last night uh with my girlfriend where we both pick an old-sounding name and try to see who won by how, like, who has the older name. Oh, that's older fun. Name. That's fun. Had I had a Rathsmith, I'm pretty sure I would have won immediately. You have it now. <laughs> just keep it on the DL. Yes. We play next time.
2: Yeah, tonight
3: you're like, hey, you want to play that game again? I mean, I no remember. reason. It's <laughs> not like I don't have anything teed up. What was the best? old-timey name y'all came up with
1: um oh i got uh i think esther is from the 1890s mm-hmm. um and then for bo- for boy names we did milton, oh, um, milton my grandpa's name. Name.
0: i was it uh-huh milton uh, loring i
1: my grandpa's middle name is uh is milton Um uh, nice. and then there was like we picked beatrice francis uh mildred mildred's I good mean, The goal is to eventually get past the 1850s because we couldn't do it last time. (laughs) Oh, that's when you gotta go to the good one. We um... Europe and do all the like weird old German Mm -hmm. names. The only rule is you can't use Bible names
0: because it's too okay.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, that makes sense. Hard. We're having a fight in our my current relationship because I'm engaged, not pregnant, but someday we hope someday to have a Congratulations. child. Thank you. I've decided that we will name our son Mortimer and my fiance Paris is very against it. He said it's the <laughs> stupidest name. He said, who's famous name Mortimer? I looked it up. No one that's been born since 1927.
2: <laughs> I know Mortimer Mouse. That's Mickey Mouse's original name. There you go. Was also, it really?
0: Rick and Morty? Oh yeah, Rick and Morty. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, so he said, "You just want to be able to go. Come on, Morty, let's go. Get in the car, Morty. I Morty was like, is so good. Yeah, Morty Mortimer Brown is the best. As a
3: baby, because
0: little babies look like little old people.
3: Yep. So you automatically have like this little old Mortimer, just all scrunched up. That's I super think cute. It's good. Yeah. He's yeah, perfect
1: He'll he'll look like the proper Benjamin Button. He'll like look
3: <laughs> like an old man anyway. So. Yes you know <laughs> oh, baby now, uh, now a 16 year old mortimer is a different story that's what he's he gonna you know, shout. that's what he gets nickname. <laughs> yeah that's what you gotta, when like you gotta be like now Chip. you go by catfish yeah exactly. <laughs> that's a kid who has erasmus as a nickname <laughs> erasmus is kind of badass though like that's I one of those so. that if we brought it back now it might be kind of cool you could be like raz like raz, raz you know. is fun i like yeah. it. that's the well concept. uh christine i don't know if you have a ongoing list of baby names, but. Oh yeah. Feel free to that add this. like five.
2: Don't yeah. worry. It's Matan <laughs> Schieffer.
3: <laughs> just written in crayon.
1: Erasmus
2: Schieffer. What a freaking name. Oh I like God. it. Perfect. I love it.
3: On Christmas Eve, 1885, Trout married Allie Cutlip, a young woman who was both pretty and inexperienced in the ways of relationships with Trout being her first beau. Unfortunately, Allie quickly learned that Trout's personality was not delicate at all. Rather, he was abusive and violent. He would leave his young bride often, going off for days at a time without telling her his whereabouts. After Allie gave birth to their daughter, Gerda, Trout's behavior became even worse. Shortly after Gerda's first birthday, he tried to kick his wife and baby out of the home. When Allie refused to leave, instead he tossed all of her belongings outside on the ground. He then packed his stuff walked out on his family so
0: trout Ooh. sucks he trout sucks big time
3: i wow. thought we were gonna like trout but no. no
1: yeah you really you uh said it was a badass and i have yet to see that happen i he's no. just bad his, his name is bad. bad he's out bad of bad. a bone yeah imagine
3: though
2: if like back then they took the wife's wife's name because trout cutlet would be I, like
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a gang member name <laughs> like in the 50s like where you're gonna snap mm-hmm. trout cutlet's coming mm-hmm. <laughs> right
1: I do think there's a, like a fish gang out there where everyone's named after a different fish. <laughs> like, you don't want to meet salmon. You're going to get killed. <laughs> Puffer's
0: a bad bitch. Yep.
3: <laughs> Unable to keep a job and without money. Shoe stole a horse in 1888. We're going to call him Shoe throughout this too.
0: Mm-hmm. He was he sentenced changes to, his name.
3: <laughs> he changes it eventually. He was sentenced to two years in the state penitentiary for the crime. The following year, Allie filed for
0: divorce, telling the court... He, without any cause, abandoned and deserted me. He moved out when Guardy was about a year old. According to Richmond's book, the divorce was granted,
3: and when Shue was released from prison in 1890, he did not try to contact his ex-wife or see his daughter. He also began introducing himself to others as Edward, hoping people wouldn't make the connection. He was now an ex-convict. You got to rebrand. You come out yeah. of jail and rebrand. <laughs> yes. It's like that. Trout's dead. Trout's dead. <laughs> Trout died, um... He went to the, the, the pond in the sky and, you know, back then there wasn't social media or anything. And it took like a year for somebody to ride on a horse to tell the next town what was going on. So you just have to say, my name's Edward and everyone's
1: like, okay. yeah.
3: You just started over (laughs) back then.
1: No paperwork. No,
3: no. You could be whoever you wanted to be. It's it's actually quite refreshing apart from the fact that, you know, you died by the time you were 30 usually, but everything else was great. <laughs> Shortly after he was released from jail, the 33 year old Shu married 16 year old Lucy Tritt on June 23rd, 1894. The marriage lasted just eight months before ending tragically. According to Richmond, Shu claimed he climbed on the couple's roof to fix some storm damage on February 11th, 1895. As his young wife kindly brought him a glass of water, Shu accidentally dropped a brick from above, hitting Lucy in the head and killing her.
1: Whoa. Oh
3: mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm for
2: all trusting. the things to
1: drop, like a brick is a pretty gnarly one. Like it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, oh, I dropped my my dainty little, you know, branch of leaves,
0: <laughs> you know, an empty bucket or a an empty broom. bucket. Just uh, he dropped a yeah. brick,
1: like oh. the thing that will hurt the most, yes, like, absolutely.
0: And it didn't just, I don't know, I'm not a physicist here, but imagine if you drop a break, it would bounce down the roof and then hit the ground, not go out and over and into a head, unless you wanted it to. <laughs>
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why you should be in the FBI, Heather. <laughs> you connect the pieces that no one else can. <laughs> Lucy's family immediately suspected foul play from the man who had married their daughter only a few months earlier. The townspeople were also suspicious of Shu's role in the young girl's death claiming he was not upset by his loss. More alarming was the bizarre statement Shu had been known to make to friends, that he wasn't upset about being single again because he felt he was destined to have seven wives in his lifetime. Whoa. For his part, Shu demanded he was innocent, telling the sheriff as much when he was questioned about his second wife's death. Fortunately for Shu, there were no witnesses to the accident and nothing could be proven. What a goal. Dropping a brick he on someone
1: is a perfect crime i mean how would how would anyone know unless they mm-hmm. saw you just you know throw it that's true
2: i feel like if they had the the window air units back then it would have been a lot easier though like mm-hmm. you know those window units that fall in new york city oh yeah just like that i feel like that could have been a brick just seems a little too as we said intentional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also in the
0: nose? I just know news. if I hear a rumor that a guy's looking for seven wives in his <laughs> life total, and you got to be like, how many times have you been married? And unless the answer is six, you just don't marry him. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. We'll yeah. get back to We'll circle back. Yeah, uh, call me. Years.
2: But like, yeah, you're sick. To be fair, that wasn't really smart on his his part to marry. He wants seven wives. He marries a 16-year-old. Like, that's yeah. when you guys start marrying like.
3: Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like 16. 80-year-old. Well, what no one. I happen? mean. I don't think anybody lived to be 80 back then. Like you marry like a 25 year old who's <laughs> just got a foot just in the grave. Just ran the end of her life. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. called game over anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <the> spinster. <laughs> I will say that um, TV and movies made me very fearful of the New York air conditioner falling yep. on my head. And when I went to New York for the first time, I was legitimately concerned <laughs> walking down the street that oh, no. one was going to take me out. I it didn't like but it is really gross that the condensation drips from it yes. and it falls on you as you're walking down almost, that, was, that was it was almost worse, worse. it's not yeah. worse but no nah. you know it's almost
1: worse that's it's the thing almost. they should have warned us about like, yes i feel that's,
2: like
1: that's what
3: can as, really happen
1: yeah as an adult the new york air conditioner the window unit is like what quicksand is to children mm-hmm. you know? like, yeah, yeah, that exactly. shit is gonna get yes. you good and <laughs> hmm and, and then it's just like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It just rains on me. You know? Yeah.
0: In Chicago, <laughs> yeah. they always tell you there will be there will be icicles that fall off this building and oh, they will yes. impale your face. And there were sludge would fall. But it's not a <laughs> spear like coming directly. <laughs> I guess if you looked up, but it was mostly just like ice sludge. And some of the buildings were more there were kind of shaped in a in a fashion that would cause Ugh. sludge to come down on you. But it wasn't mm. but it was like, like you said, it was like quicksand where every time I would walk under a building I was like oh, <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna terrified. walk in the street. I'll just walk in the street. It's fine. It's
3: fine. <laughs> I I wonder sometimes if quicksand is even real. Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. I think it, like somewhere far away from where, wherever we are.
1: You know what I learned is that. actually scarier than quicksand though is getting stuck in like a bin of grains like in like yes. Oh, oh yes, yes. like yes. within yeah, 20 out. seconds you're dead yeah like it, quicksand at least like it's actually surprisingly not quick and <laughs> you can make it out but when you get in uh suffocated with grains it literally it's okay. like
2: seconds. that kid in my elementary school where i would come home and be like mom i can't sleep The school
3: told me this <laughs> horrible story about it's even worse than quicksand i'm gonna drown in a pile of grains <laughs> and then you're you got major problems with ball pits although exactly heather
0: right. did almost drown in a ball pit when she was young oh. and her sister saved her so there's there's video footage of my parents are filming me and my sister's doing backflips and having fun and then she climbs up into the tubes at showbiz pizza and I'm just kind of having fun and then slowly 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 <gasps> oh and gosh. you see me and I start crying and I just sink down <laughs> and my parents don't jump in they film they can my dad was like national you geographic in. he just, <laughs> be like you can't we can't interact we can't interfere we have to let them learn <laughs> let so the nature I just was yeah. sucking down. And so my, my mom's going, Shannon, Shannon, to try to get my sister to come save me. And some random little kid comes by and like scoops me up under my arm and pulls me to the side and saves me. And my own sister comes back very irritated because she was trying <laughs> to climb in the tubes. Of course. But it's just all on video footage. And again, at no point did my dad go, I got to put this camera down and go make sure my kid's okay. Yeah. He just kept That's rolling. Some,
2: like planet earth shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Interfere. <laughs> it's like Marsha, the penguins,
0: you know, <laughs> no. go- we'll lose some
2: along the way. It just happens. That's, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> that's how that saying came to be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Showbiz pizza. You you climbed out of those balls and you
3: said, that's showbiz, baby. And you <laughs> got it
2: on camera. <laughs> and you the way, like a so record.
3: <laughs> well, Shu packed up and moved to nearby Greenbrier County, where he took a job blacksmithing at a shop owned by a man named James Crookshank. One day, on a visit to town, Zona Heaster met the tall, muscular, brown hair, and blue-eyed shoe. She had recently started to venture out again and was trying to rebuild her life after the loss of her son and subsequent breakup with George. Zona was immediately taken with Shu, who had introduced himself as Edward rather than Trout. For Shu, the feeling of adoration was mutual. Not everyone was so keen on Shu, however. Mary Heaster didn't trust him one bit and thought he was arrogant and had a wandering eye. Despite her mother's pleas for Zona to break off the relationship, the courtship continued. Before long, the couple eloped and were married on the afternoon of Tuesday, October 20th, 1896, according to the marriage announcement in the Greenbrier Independent. Because it was known Zona had given birth, she did not wear a traditional white dress. Instead, she said, I do, in a dark red gown, with a high collar up to her chin, adorned with lace.
0: Yeah, oh. Mary had Mary had a stink eye for this guy. Mama had a stink eye from day one. Mamas, no. M- she said he was uh, very flirty with the women in town, particularly the uh, very young women in town. Mm-hmm. So Mama uh-huh. thought that was, I mean, she was mm-hmm. right.
2: Like flirting with them or dropping bricks on their heads. Yes. Like, yes. Nothing
1: good, nothing mm-hmm. in between.
3: Nothing Maybe, but trouble, yeah. nothing but trouble. The, um book that we read we both read as one of the resources for this the Greenbrier ghost chronicles heather did you read in the foreword what the yes. author said about the red dress
0: yes they said they had a ghastly encounter <gasps> with, the yes. so, with the printer
3: so printer, because, oh, wait, because, <laughs> okay. because she buried the lead because <laughs> <laughs> when uh they could they were trying to decide for the cover art of the book what color to make her dress because they painted a picture of of Zona and her wedding dress. And because everything was black and white back then, they were like, what color do you think it would have been? And they were printing out some uh, samples and it was a black and white printer. They said, but all of a sudden the dress printed in a dark red color on their printer. Mm -hmm. So they really feel like Zona was trying to communicate with them from beyond the grave and that's why the cover her dress on the cover is red Mm -hmm. how
2: spooky is that
3: yes i know out of town that is pretty crazy okay Mm -hmm.
0: she came to them through the printer i mean if you're a ghost in the 2021 you can't you have to figure out methods Mm -hmm. and i bet electronic devices it's the easiest way Okay. But yeah. if you
1: know how to run like a fax machine and a printer <laughs> and you're from the 1890s, you're like, you're on the up and up. Like I yeah, don't know like, how to run a fax machine. No, so. <laughs> I will say I have, and not to, um, totally derail. We have, I have done investigations where I've had to teach ghosts how to use phones and, wow. um, which is insane having to explain like texting to a ghost. but, um, it's like
3: having to explain it
1: to
0: your grandma
3: yeah you yeah, are like
0: use the time. buttons and then you just get really obscene emojis you're like no 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 oh god come not on the eggplant that's not what it, you come think on. it means it's just a lot of water droplets yeah. <laughs> rude.
1: well i i'm just shocked that like no one no one
0: taught her how to use a printer yeah she, just she figured it out it. Yeah. she's well, like wow. that's the magic of hp hp they're very easy Anybody, even <laughs> a ghost in there how to use them. This podcast is brought to you by
3: <laughs> well zona was not happy in her marriage Once funny and charming, Shu was now aggressive and demanding. To make matters worse, Zona was isolated from her family, with whom she was very close. The one positive in the young bride's life was that she believed she might be pregnant, something she longed for. In January of 1897, just three months into their marriage, Zona asked a local doctor, George Knapp, for a visit. While the doctor said it was too early to tell if she was expecting, he assured Zona it was possible leaving her feeling hopeful at last.
0: I just feel like for like a superhero name, Dr. Knapp is the best. <laughs> yeah, that That's does cool. sound like, it sounds <laughs> like he'd be, be evil that. though. <laughs>
2: <Whoa>. <laughs> it also doesn't sound like he's very good at what he does he's like it's possible you're pregnant <laughs> she's like cool that's thanks. not any
1: more information than
2: i knew like, before you showed was, up it, yeah
1: it's Thank the john Mullaney bit of the cops back then when they were like i have a hunch hmm. <laughs> <Really>? yes <laughs> there's all this blood and evidence over there but let's ignore that and focus on my think <laughs> my opinion
3: mm-hmm. <clears throat> but also like you didn't have sonograms and stuff so right. wouldn't it just be like well we'll wait a couple months and if you start showing then we'll i'd say out. you are yeah <laughs> it's like well i didn't need you to tell me that it's mm-hmm. like what were you here for then <laughs> the why am i paying you <laughs> yeah. how did one become a doctor back then because it seems like there wasn't was there schooling i mean i, I feel like
0: back then it was all apprenticeships, right? yeah Maybe somebody had to be some... the first one I mean Someone I feel
2: ha- like every time I hear one of these stories they're like at age 12 he went to Harvard and I'm like what <laughs> What are they doing
1: over there yeah age
2: 12 going to Harvard and 12 to them was like 20 to us that's
1: true this is the but the the inflation would... rate yeah if mm-hmm. they had to have a conversation with us today they'd be like I don't understand why you didn't get into Harvard at 12 and I'd yeah. be like
3: Tad,
0: are you kidding me? losers
3: <laughs> fair point fair point <laughs> we all tried like, well we live to
0: 105
3: so <laughs> what do you think about
0: that in your face Sinisterhood will be right back. I don't know if you guys know this, but I technically have a cat. It just lives with my mom. It was my college cat. And when I tried to take it back, my dad got really sad. So his name is Fred and he lives with my mom. And he's a really a uh, sweet boy, but as much as I love him, he's uh, real fussy with his litter box. And I, when I, my, my poor mom has to deal with all of his stink bombs, but everything from cleaning to covering up the smell, it's a constant battle for my dear sweet mother who's like, <laughs> damn it, Fred, but she loves him. But come on. That's uh, up until she started using pretty litter. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike
3: traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting
0: in dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell. And Pretty Litter is virtually dust-free because it's manufactured with a specialized de-dusting process. Less dust and no fuss.
3: Pretty Litter arrives safely at your door in a small, lightweight bag that lasts up to a month. And with litter bags auto-shipped, you don't have to deal with last-minute trips to the store. And
0: shipping is free. But above all else, here's why Pretty Litter is a pet parent's hero. It's a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors your cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. You will not find that kind of innovation in any other conventional litter. You won't find that innovation in just modern medicine, as far as I know. Can we get we- that in human toilets? or? Can't,
3: I do not. My toilet water doesn't change colors depending on my health. I wish it did. Mine that's does. that's something I can... <laughs> Get the world's smartest litter without leaving home by visiting PrettyLitter.com and use promo code CREEPY for 20% off your first order. That's PrettyLitter.com, promo code CREEPY for 20% off. PrettyLitter.com, promo code CREEPY.
0: I think we just established that my uh, evil superhero name is Dr. Nap, which means I love my Helix mattress because I sleep on it all the time. It feels so good on my back and my spine. And also I can do all my naps there. Yes. Oh, y'all know that I'm kind of a picky person.
3: And I went through, no, I went through several mattresses before I found, and I shipped them back. Like I slept on a mattress for like 30 days. And I was like, you are not the one. And I shipped them back. To me. <laughs> it happened three times. Tommy was like, we could sleep in a cardboard box. I don't care. Just keep what, but I was, when we got the Helix mattress. We fell in love with it and it it's it stayed. It was, it was the winner. It
0: was the one, The one Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? You'll probably just send it back like Christy did. <laughs>
3: Everybody's unique and Helix knows that.
0: So they have several different mattress
3: models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Even mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. It's one million degrees outside right now. So this is very important
0: for us here in Texas. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched with the Moonlight Lux mattress because I wanted something that felt soft and plush, and I sleep on my back, side, stomach, all the things, and it ha- it handles it all. I got the Helix Sunset Lux because I like a super soft, pillowy feel, and primarily
3: sleep on my side. It also said it was great for couples because it reduced motion transfer, which, as a very
0: light sleeper, is
3: always a problem.
0: If you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't have to go to a mattress store and sit on mattresses that people have put their dirty butts on.
3: Just go to helixsleep.com creepy and take their two
0: minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And they have a 10 year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk free and they even pick it up if you don't love it, but you will not send it back. You're going to love it.
3: Mm-hmm. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com
0: creepy. That's helixsleep.com creepy for up to $200 off and two free pillows. On January 23rd, 1897,
3: Shu went to work in the blacksmith shop as usual. That afternoon, he asked Martha Jones, whose son Andy would run errands for the people in town, if Andy could run up to the house and check on Zona, who was feeling ill. According to Richmond and the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles, Martha said little Andy, who was just 11 years old, could swing by the house a little later. Shu was not pleased and asked Martha four more times throughout the day if Andy had gone by the house yet.
0: It's pretty rude. If somebody, you ask somebody to do you a favor, is it done yet? Is it done yet now?
1: Unless <laughs> also, you're busy. wanting
0: them to find something.
1: Back in the day when someone was sick and you could just tell a child to cross town <laughs> yeah, <and> like <laughs> alone yeah.
0: report. On well, like he probably how, went yeah. to
2: Harvard. He was, like, <laughs> well, right. he was a Harvard
0: graduate. And so he's he, he's very smart. <laughs> he could do it. He could go and do a full exam. <laughs> yeah.
3: He could look at her and be like
1: pregnant. You could be pregnant. <laughs> it's possible.
0: Maybe.
3: He <laughs> thinks possible. When the child was finally able to make the trip, he was met with a grim sight. Noticing blood on the front porch, Andy tentatively knocked on the door. When no one answered, he slowly made his way inside, nervous what he might find. To Andy's horror, there was more blood, and the trail of it led to Zona Heaster, who was lying dead at the foot of the stairs, the two-story log house. According to Richmond, the child ran home to tell his mother what had happened, exclaiming,
0: All the doors were closed and there was an air about the place I didn't like. And there she was, stretched out on the floor, looking up at me through wide open eyes. She seemed to be laughing. I was frightened, but I was still able to reach down and shake her. She was stiff and cold. Later testimony reported in the Pocahontas Times said Andy, found the dead body of Mrs. Shue lying upon the floor, stretched out perfectly straight with feet together, one hand by the side and the other lying across the body. The head was slightly inclined to one side. Hmm. That's hmm. cool that you sent a kid to find a crime scene. That's wonderful.
1: yeah, and, and such ur- at such urgency too. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like we need you to be traumatized
0: by now. Of what's happening? <laughs> Come on, I know you have errands, but I know I'm a walk-in, and you had reservations. But could you just <laughs> like, put me in? I don't know about
3: y'all, but when I faint, I do so lying perfectly on my back with my feet together and in a very (laughs) uh, dramatic pose. Also, smiling. Wasn't she smiling? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Terrifying.
1: (laughs) A la woe is me, you know, (laughs) this child,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: this poor child. This poor child, honestly. Martha broke the tragic news to Shu, and the two of them and Andy ran back to the house. There they found Zona just as Andy had described her. While Martha and Andy ran to get Dr. Knapp, Shu broke tradition of the townswoman preparing the body and changed Zona's clothes himself, dressing her in her dark red wedding dress, pulling the collar up to her chin, tying it with a bow, and lying her in bed covered with a veil. Mm.
2: Mm. Don't worry about it. I'll
3: do it. I'll do it, you guys. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. When Dr. Knapp arrived, he tried performing an exam on the body. However, Shu became... Uh, extremely agitated and even threatening towards the doctor, according to Richmond. When the doctor tried to look at Zona's neck, Shu suddenly became inconsolable, cradling his wife's head and wailing at the top of his lungs, trying to show compassion for the man's grief. Dr. Knapp abandoned the exam. He declared she died from an everlasting faint, known today as a heart attack, according to Appalachian history. Later, her cause of death was changed to childbirth, Knowing there was a possibility she was pregnant, Dr. Knapp decided a miscarriage might have been responsible for Zona's passing. This doctor is playing fast (laughs) and loose. Seriously.
1: He's just, oh yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, Mm -hmm. wait. That's exactly what
0: happened. <laughs> like, how much did you look at her? He's like, I knew. I just looked
1: at I knew. you know sometimes. He she fainted and obviously there you know, it doesn't matter
0: actually. We're just I went in trouble. To Harvard. I'm a Harvard <laughs> yeah. alum. Well, I like
1: to do show your
2: your diploma yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah Like it was women's troubles and everyone's like women's yeah probably, probably. definitely, probably. definitely women's troubles hysterical yeah
3: exactly. <laughs> say no more in fact you didn't even have to give us this explanation she was a woman and therefore oh, yeah. she died <laughs> and we all get it i will say everlasting faint is a much nicer way to
0: say someone had a heart
3: attack That's it. absolutely right yeah <laughs> it it also sounds
0: like a cool alt band name it does <laughs> guys were everlasting faint. We're super stoked to be here for you guys.
1: My my favorite thing was uh, when we first started out, I didn't know that tuberculosis used to be called consumption and i mm. thought it was it just meant you were really hungry i was like
3: oh i've, I've like, had consumption like episode, so many
1: times yeah it was literally episode two and i was like and then
2: she died of consumption and em laughed for like 10 minutes i was like it's not funny why are you laughing i was like I'm, I'm i was like, I thought
1: that was a joke I i'm surprised you haven't died from that yet it's crazy I
0: like i had a touch of the consumption I'm like oh god you need to, go to the doctor i just need a sandwich it's fine um, yeah.
1: everything yeah. was so much flowery like so much more yeah. flowery in, there, in mm-hmm. the terms of death
3: names oh yeah <laughs> two young men rode from town to Heaster farm to break the devastating news to zona's family upon hearing the unimaginable her mother cried out the devil has killed her aka it, it was a faint hang on but <laughs> yeah but she's like the devil her
0: menstrual cycle i was
2: gonna say women's troubles Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> her lady problems uh we, we know married and she thought he was the devil though She's That's like right. that brick-throwing mm-hmm. bastard. Mm-hmm. Zona was placed in a coffin and taken by carriage to her parents'
3: home. Meanwhile, Shu refused to leave his wife's side or let anyone touch the body. At the wake, he stuffed a pillow and some sheets in the coffin around Zona's head, telling others he was trying to make her more comfortable. The odd behavior escalated when Shu tied a scarf around his wife's neck, saying through tears, It had been Zona's favorite. According to Appalachian history, before the coffin was closed for the final time, Mary Jane removed the pillow and sheets when she offered the pillow to shoe. He recoiled. Shu then left as the dirt was being placed over his
0: wife's coffin. So he was very sad, as opposed to Lucy, who is like, Well, I got to get numbers five through seven. It's just a prick. <laughs> yeah. Well, he get, cried. People get smacked in the head all the time. Yeah. Ooh. He's like, Nobody touch her because of my sadness and her favorite scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm just so sad. When
3: Mary Jane went to wash the sheet from her daughter's coffin, something foreboding occurred in the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles. Richmond describes that as Mary Jane dropped the odd smelling linen into the wash basin, the water allegedly turned red. Mm. The color then soaked into the sheet, turning it from white to pink. Despite Mary Jane's efforts to remove the stain, it wouldn't come out. The grieving mother took this as a sign that her daughter had been murdered. Everything, Every, was
0: everything, everything was Everything
1: was a sign back then. Ask, yeah, ask the eleven-year-old doctor, he'll know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Where's
2: Andy? <laughs> well, he's traumatized. We'll give yeah. him another yeah. yeah, Andy him. is yeah.
3: crying in the corner and is in a comatose state. Andy's right. retired. <laughs> Leave him alone.
1: Because <laughs> that was my biggest case ever. I'm, I'm out now.
3: <laughs> Every night after the rest of her family had gone to bed, Mary Jane would go lay down in the bedroom that once belonged to her daughter. She prayed for an answer as to what happened. Then, one night, her daughter appeared. In her book, Richmond says that Mary's vision began as a glowing light in the corner of the room. As it became stronger and brighter, the light took on the image of Zona. She was wearing her wedding dress she had been buried in and appeared sad. Zona told her mother that she had been strangled by Shu. So hard, her vertebrae broke and her windpipe was crushed. He had choked her so hard The blood had run from her mouth, explaining the blood young Andy had seen when he discovered the body. Over the next few nights, Zona appeared before her mother four times and repeated her story each time with more details. The specter told Mary Jane that Shu had become angry with her for not preparing any meat for dinner. Zona had not been feeling well that day and had instead laid out a meal of bread, butter, fruit, and preserves. Zona said her husband became enraged by this, telling mary jane ma
0: he just took his hands and squeezed my neck off according to the Greenbrier ghost chronicles oh mary jane yeah
3: poor mary
1: jane let's talk about the fact that like the wife didn't feel good still made sure you had something to eat and uh and you kill her
0: Yeah, yes, yes. That's your reaction.
1: If I were sick, I'd be like, Allison, I cannot stress this enough. You are so on your own when it comes to (laughs) that. Yes.
3: (laughs) Tommy doesn't even have to. First of all, Heather and I say all the time, we don't cook. Mm -hmm. Tommy and Paris are the people that cook in our home. So I would just look at him and be like, You want me to go get you a (laughs) Whataburger? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) that's what takeouts for yeah, yeah. every time because yeah, she, well, she thought she was pregnant so she wasn't feeling well she probably felt like shit i mean mm-hmm. it's, uh, yes a couple months ago i wasn't making squat for dinner so hell
1: no no I also like that she's gone back and forth with the mom, being like, "Are you getting all this down?" Like, I don't know. I like to repeat myself. yeah it's been five nights, and you're doing nothing with the information. (laughs)
2: But it does kind of like make sense now with the
1: printer situation.
2: Like, she spent years like building up the story, and now she's like figured out how to make the printer bleed red. She's
0: like, Like, if I could get through
1: my, if I could get through my mom on night one, I can get to the (laughs) printer in like three thousand three hundred years
0: exactly yeah she just kept i think each night she said she was more and more uh instead of ghastly she was solid like she could she would (gasps) reach out and touch her yeah mary jane said she could touch her hold her and -hmm. she would try and talk
3: to her and ask her questions but all zona would say was details about what had happened to her wow
2: Mm -hmm. stop getting going off topic (laughs)
3: it's <laughs> just like I only—I have a limited amount of time. Yeah. All right, things <laughs> so are real this, busy over there. It takes <laughs> energy. Thank you. It's yes, a lot of energy I had to muster to get here. We uh, can't catch up right now.
0: Where is your notepad?
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm a woman. It's the
0: 1800s. I'm not allowed to have a notepad. A notepad. <laughs> Sinister Hood will be right back. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable.
3: HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips
0: so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. HelloFresh offers 27 plus recipes to choose from each week from vegetarian meals to calorie smart choices to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutrition experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Enjoy a wide variety
3: of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day plus every snack and special
0: treat in between with the HelloFresh market. Well, Tommy and Paris are the chefs in our house, and they both love HelloFresh because it makes life easy. You have all the ingredients right there. You don't have to run to the grocery store, and we can also skip on the takeout, which is just too much. It's too, yes. too often. It's too often.
3: Ella, Ella loves it too. And, you know, if we can get our three-and-a-half-year-old to eat vegetables
0: and fruit, then uh, yes, please sign Win. me up for this this box. yes. HelloFresh's fresh ingredients are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week. Contact-free, of course. Plus, it offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Creepy12 and use code Creepy12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Creepy12 and use code Creepy12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping.
3: Convinced more than ever that her daughter had been murdered, Mary Jane took her information to John Alfred Preston, the Greenbrier County Prosecuting Attorney. Despite the woman's unusual story, Preston was respectful and listened to Mary Jane. He then assigned county deputies to interview a list of witnesses Mary Jane had provided. When Dr. Knapp admitted that because of Shue's demeanor, he had not conducted a full examination of Zona's body, the prosecutor was convinced that to settle the matter, there would have to be an exhumation and autopsy.
0: Yeah, you can't interview the medical examiner. Had the autopsy go, I just he screamed a lot, so I just shut <laughs> he was it down. Just so sad. <laughs> you know, I just didn't want to interfere. <laughs> he was bummed. Like I don't want to make him sadder and be like, Let me cut your wife open. But like maybe favorite should... scarf, it's a whole thing. <laughs> exactly. What is wrong with you? <laughs> if anything, I can just give you a guess like everyone else is fucking out of He's like, Well, I grabbed into my uh cause of death bucket and I pulled a paper out.
3: <laughs> it that said was, it's women's said troubles. You know yeah. what? Probably women's troubles. <laughs> oh They're yeah, the women's
0: yeah, it's the 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 women's buckets only says women's troubles. I don't even need to reach in the bucket.
3: (laughs) On February 22nd, 1897, three doctors, including Dr. Knapp, conducted the three-hour autopsy at the local one-room schoolhouse. The school children were sent home and tables were moved into the classroom for Zona's body to be laid out. Also in attendance was a constable, a judge, five impartial men, and Trout shoe, who put up a fuss the entire time. Kids old school to do the autopsy. This is amazing. That's like so, yeah. some,
2: well, some kids wish, like, a get,
3: time get snow days. Yeah, uh, but now we get autopsy days.
1: Can wow! Can you imagine? Like the the school is uh oh you know, and on the weekends it's just uh, the coroner's office. <laughs> yeah, Same. the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a nice room. <laughs> we like to upcycle and reuse. Room. What's the <laughs> mm-hmm. problem with that? It gives us more time or space
3: classes um. are canceled today there's been another murder but then the teachers at the end of the year are real bummed out because they got to make up all the autopsy days in into summer vacation <laughs> despite no embalming fluid having been used zona's body had been preserved due to freezing temperatures beginning the autopsy her stomach contents were analyzed for any sign of poison While none was found, it was noted that the remaining food in her stomach confirmed that her last meal had been fruits and preserves, just as Zona's ghost had told Mary Jane. It was also confirmed Zona had not been pregnant, ruling out the possibility of a miscarriage being her cause of death.
2: She wasn't pregnant after all that?
3: She wasn't pregnant and she had really had fruits and preserves as her last meal. Wow. Just as the ghost
0: foretold. Mm -hmm. Spooky.
3: The answers the team were looking for were found when they began to examine Zona's neck. As the stiff collar from her dress was removed, bruises in the shape of fingers around her neck were clearly visible. Her head also lolled to the side when unsupported. As the doctors continued the exam, they discovered Zona's neck had been broken between the first and second vertebrae. (gasps) The ligaments were torn and ruptured, and her windpipe had been crushed. According to Richmond, when the doctors declared Zona's cause of death was strangulation, Shu shouted, They can't prove I did it. <laughs> well, that's what you should say. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> if you're innocent. <laughs> Shu was arrested for the murder of his wife. At the preliminary hearing, a judge determined there was sufficient evidence to charge him. He was held until the April Circuit Court term. On Thursday, April 22, 1897, a grand jury was convened and reviewed the evidence against Shu. He maintained his innocence, but the grand jury found sufficient evidence to indict him on the charge of murder in the first degree. How common is this, Heather? How, what, being charged with murder? Because um, <laughs> a ghost came to the mother of the
0: victim and the case was reopened and the body was exhumed. It's not very common. Okay. <laughs> i <haven't> seen <laughs> never seen it. But I will say, I feel like the prosecutor... He is like we said earlier burying the lead. He's trying to say uh there were some anomalies with the autopsy that's why we reopened it. It didn't mm-hmm. really have anything to do with the ghost, but the ghost is the one that kicked all this off. Yeah, right. For and sure. I
1: do, I do kinda... respect the like the 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 court, though, when they're obviously believers in ghosts, and they're like, "This is a good enough reason." This, yeah, tracks. yeah. I Absolutely.
0: mean, the prosecutor can choose to bring charges or not. And after you hear that the medical examiner, when you go, how, what was the autopsy? He <laughs> yeah. was like, "Not up, not applicable." <laughs> like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> did not do. uh Then you h- kind of have to look into it. And then I think the hands on the neck—that's a clear indication of murder. And I would imagine someone screaming, "You can't prove I did it." Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: You know, a couple of red flags, a little <laughs> suspish that mm-hmm. goes just to the first domino and
3: everything else. Yes, just
0: yes of- exactly. She was just the catalyst. <laughs> mm-hmm. She
3: spent the next four months in jail. He exhausted his cellmates with his arrogant proclamations that there was no way he would be convicted on such poor circumstantial evidence and how, when he got out, he would get back to wedding his eventual seven wives. <laughs> you know, he's goal oriented. You, know, you got to have hope when prison, <laughs> yeah, you know? He Mm -hmm. has one goal. I mean, (laughs) whatever it takes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jeez. On June 23rd, 1897, the case of State versus E.S. Shue began. A jury of 12 men was seated. In his opening statement, the prosecutor conceded that there was only circumstantial evidence, but
0: assured the jury that the evidence was such as had never been presented in any court before. According to newspaper reports of the trial. Yeah, he really did not. The prosecutor does not mention the ghost.
3: Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. Once. No. he's
0: Certain all about. That. Yeah, he's like, there's handprints on the deck. We have a broken windpipe. There's a closed situation. The, the suspicious behavior at the funeral, after the funeral, all of his boasting the mom's not going to
2: testify because <laughs> we don't need her telling her ghost story. He's mm-hmm.
0: like, we'll just be really uh, thoughtful about the questions we ask. Yeah.
1: He seems to be very professional in his job, which is, seems to be a first in this. Yeah,
3: that's yes, true. He takes <laughs> it, it, it serious. He didn't immediately say it was her Mincies were not <laughs> taking this on. <laughs> the prosecution called many witnesses, including Dr. Knapp and Martha and Andy Jones. However, their star witness was Mary Jean Heaster. Concerned how the grieving mother's ghost story might read on the stand, the prosecutor did not bring up Zona's visits from beyond the grave,
0: but instead focused on Mary Jane's relationship with her ex-son-in-law. I just imagine that the defense attorney, knowing that there's this ghost story, is like, let me get up." Like, he's <laughs> yes, just waiting for cross-examination, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And we'll see, <laughs> that's a bit of a misstep. They mm-hmm. brought
1: their, like, they brought their partner, and they're <laughs> like, just wait, you're going to love this. Hang mm-hmm. on. <laughs> <Just watch. laughs>
3: yeah. I'm going to be at my best.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> on cross-examination, however, the defense attorney did ask Mary Jane about the ghostly encounters, hoping to discredit the woman's sanity to the jury unwavering, Mary Jane testified that she believed she saw Zona in the flesh and blood during her visits. She also said her daughter,
0: Turned her head completely around and looked at me like she wanted me to know about it.
3: Implying this proved her neck had been intentionally broken. When the defense attorney asked whether
0: Mary Jane was positively sure that the visits were not a dream, Mary Jane replied, It was not a dream. I don't dream when I'm wide awake. Oh, Mm
3: -hmm. If they had (laughs) mics back then, she could have dropped that bitch right there on the courtroom (laughs) floor. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mary Jean went
0: on to tell the courtroom in great detail the things her daughter had revealed to her. She came back and told me that he was mad that she didn't have no meat cooked for supper. But the second night, she told me that her neck was squeezed off at the first joint, and it was just as she told me. According
3: to the Greenbrier
0: Valley. Neither the prosecution nor defense objected to Mary
3: Jane's testimony, so it was admitted into the record. According to Richmond, this is the only time testimony from a ghost has been accepted into a court record in a U.S.
0: murder trial. So, like, this is clear hearsay, right? Hearsay is an out-of-court statement offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted. So Mary Jane is offering this. To prove that that was how she was killed. That's how, that's how her daughter was killed. The defense was calling her to make her look bad. I think he underestimated how much the jury <laughs> believed in ghosts. Yeah, this is the wrong decade or the wrong yeah, century exactly. for that. <laughs> but like yeah. you, if so if hearsay is admitted into the record, or if hearsay is put on the record and nobody objects to it, then... It can't be questioned later, right. so mm-hmm. the prosecutor wasn't gonna. He didn't. He didn't bring it up because, in theory, the defense attorney could have objected if he said, sure. "Mary Jane, how did you know to go and have your daughter dug up?" She could have said, "Well, she came to me in the night and she told me she got murdered." Well, the defense would say, "Objection, hearsay." Well, so instead, the prosecutor just kind of danced around it, and then when the defense brought it in, the prosecutor didn't say anything. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> well.
0: Whoops.
1: Kind of genius. Know, Uh, That's the one jury I would love to be with.
3: I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's (laughs) 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 right.
3: I'm so
1: on board right now. Yeah.
3: I think it's time. That we have a, another ghost testimony in a U.S. murder trial. Yeah, seriously, wait! I also love that they specified murder trial.
2: Like, are there other trials where ghost <laughs> testimony has been introduced? We're like
0: lots of civil trials with ghosts, <laughs> like yeah. some
2: tax evasions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My expert, uh, he's not here with us, but he was with me like last night <laughs> and uh, <laughs> said what I did was totally legit. But yeah, it's pretty genius on the on the part of the prosecutor to just sit there and be like, mm-hmm. I, have, "I have nothing, Your Honor. Just let it <laughs> let it that in." Happened you do that on purpose man love it well then
3: shu testified on his own behalf the greenbrier independent described his erratic behavior on the stand
0: he was given free reign and talked at great length he denied pretty much everything said by other witnesses and he appealed to the jury to look into his face and then say if he was guilty
3: (laughs) okay he also in in jail one of his attorneys to call 120 witnesses on his behalf. Character Such witnesses. A list. Oh my Which god! Which has to be like ten towns back then, right? Yeah. It was the whole <laughs> yeah. state. So the entire state, I imagine. Yeah. Also, I feel like nobody liked him. No, no. yeah. Him. He he was it. Ugh, he, it didn't sounds know. Like, he didn't it sounds know like how a, hated he was.
1: Like a narcissist thing to be mm-hmm. like. Oh well, just ask all 120 people in the next ten towns. <laughs> yeah, no. and also look at my honest as can be uh, face. Mm-hmm. You get also, it. Also, right? my name
3: is Trout, so <laughs> I don't think we should even worry. I have uh, a delicate personality. Yes. <laughs> yes, they're like you mean interview the people in the next town whose daughter you threw a brick at her head and exactly. killed. Yeah, right. those
0: people. Was- they love me. They love me. Also, I've seen his face. He's got murder face. <laughs> yeah. He's got a murder <laughs> I don't say face. that. I don't say that often, but.
3: It applies here. Mm -hmm. Well, the jury looked into Trout Shue's face and apparently saw all they needed to know. On July 1st, 1897, the 12 men deliberated for just an hour and 10 minutes before delivering their guilty verdict and recommending that Shue be sentenced to life in prison. Newspapers at the time reported,
0: Though the evidence was entirely circumstantial, the verdict meets general approval.
3: Little did Shue know, he had narrowly escaped death, Ten men had voted for him to be hanged but without a unanimous decision it couldn't stand by the skin of his teeth on that mm-hmm. one
0: just barely barely mm-hmm. so two people were like that ghost i don't know if she was telling the whole truth <laughs>
3: <laughs> let's not go that far
0: yeah. she
3: <laughs> was remanded to jail in lewisburg while he awaited transportation to moundsville prison according to richmond on sunday july 11 1897 a mob of townspeople decided that the jury's recommendation of life in prison was insufficient and decided to take Shu from the jail and see him hanged themselves. The local sheriff was warned in advance by a concerned neighbor and convinced the 30 angry men to give up and go home. According to the Beckley Post-Herald, a terrified Shu had already been removed from the jail, handcuffed to a sheriff's deputy, and hid out
0: in a cornfield all night, safe from the angry townspeople. This is what we saw in the Santa Claus robbery where <laughs> justice is done and the yeah. people in the, the neighborhood go, No, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna handle it. Enough. We're gonna take this. Yeah. This
3: poor I sheriff. Liked, <laughs> I like though that back then you had to go hide in a cornfield uh-huh. if you were gonna mm-hmm. be safe for the night. Was he
2: he was handcuffed to a sheriff? Was that so what So he, he couldn't got?
3: run away? No. Oh my god! Yeah, so the two of them just had to sit in a field of corn for hours. did they play twenty questions? What I were guess they? how I, do you I, entertain yourself? What
0: are What are your hopes and fears? <laughs> well,
1: yeah, my, my hope is to have six more wives. <laughs>
0: yeah. And my fear is to get taken by this mob. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. <laughs> like what's the oldest name you can think of let's see if we can get to the 1600s
0: <laughs> well I, I mean i just like that reading this a concerned neighbor hurt just heard this crowd screaming and he kind of was like yeah what's the plan out here and they're like we're gonna get trout shoe we're gonna take him out and he's like well let me go inside and i'm like just i'm one gonna minute. get my gun yeah. but instead he went and ratted him to the sheriff i was like i think some shit's going down you gotta mm-hmm. drag that guy to the cornfield stat <laughs> yeah get him out of here to the cornfield of safety <laughs>
3: On July 14th, 1897, Trout was taken to Moundsville Prison. While he had been given a life sentence, his life ended up being cut short. Just three years after his arrival at Moundsville, the flu epidemic hit the prison hard. And on March 13th, 1900, Trout Shoe died. No one from his family came to claim the body, according to the
0: Greenbrier Valley. I believe, too, Droop Mountain, uh, the newspapers. I went through a lot of old newspapers for this one, and it was like, he will not be missed. It was like, Trout Shoe of Droop Mountain has died. Mm -hmm we don't care. I'm like
2: well, <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> yeah. Better when they we're talk patient patient. about women and they were like she didn't she wasn't very attractive. We don't really know why everyone cares. Some of these old articles are horrifying.
0: Yeah, she they was are. a plain looking woman. You are like yeah. that's not relevant. Okay. Not at all. Also, she was lovely. okay yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, he also drew a really freaky picture while he was in jail. Allegedly, they they think that he drew it, but it's him and Zona and she's kind of above him and there's some flowers and people mm-hmm. want to they wonder if it's say, his regret or maybe she came and visited him in the jail. Who knows? Oh, I bet she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he drew the picture and then she came and visited him and was like, my head's not shaped like that. What the <laughs> fuck? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. uh, Also, his family never once came to visit him in prison. Didn't come to visit him, didn't pick up the remains. So even his own family was like, you are the worst, Trout. You're dead to us, Trout. Mm -hmm. Sad. Author and historian Katie Letcher Lyle wrote a book on Zona's story called The Man Who Wanted Seven Wives. In her book, she postulates that Mary Jane concocted the story of Zona's visit from various sources. For instance, Zona's obituary was published January 28, 1897, in the Greenbrier Independent. In that same edition of the paper, a
0: similar story was published on the front page, which read, One of the most famous murder cases in Australia was discovered by the ghost of the murdered man.
3: Well, I guess it's universal to see. <sighs> we need to look into Australian yeah, cases. Not, this is
1: not a one that- one in a million story apparently yeah i thought it was
3: we did just say u.s murder trials so Uh, you know other other countries
0: are like catch up you guys they're (laughs) very valuable
3: witnesses (laughs) So behind, the ghost story took hold in the australian town until the dead man's body was found and his killer brought to justice the truth was that a witness to the murder who had been threatened with death started the ghost rumor in order to incite an investigation could mary jane have seen this article and been inspired to try and get an investigation into her daughter's death the same way.
0: Yeah, that's the the theory that uh, Ms. Lyle in her book is that Mary Jane saw that this th- this guy started a rumor that said if you go to this bridge at night, the ghost of so and so who had been murdered will come out and talk to you. And he talked to me when I was on the bridge, and he told me that his body was in the ravine. So go out. So it became this like haunted mm. bridge that everybody wanted to go to the haunted bridge. Well, really, I see. the guy that started the rumor saw the guy get murdered and the people that murdered him were like, if you tell anybody, we'll get you. So he kind of just... started his own rumor and everyone's like, yeah, they're saying that the ghost, you know, ah, you go down there, he's pretty see- genius. It was mm-hmm. a good way. It was a good way to tattle without tattling. And so mm-hmm. then it came out that he really had made this whole thing up. So Katie Licker Lyle's whole book is it's a very skeptical look at the story. I and see. so it, it's she put it two and two together by the, the front page news article the day of the obituary. Surely Mrs. Heaster would have seen this and was like, just give me some time. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Just you wait. Until her death in September 1916, Mary Jane Heaster repeated her story to anyone who would listen. While Zona Heaster's ghost was never seen again, after visiting her mother those four times, her spirit has been forever memorialized. Near Seoul Chapel Methodist Cemetery, where Zona was buried, stands a historical marker erected by the state of West Virginia. It reads...
0: Interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster Shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparitions account. Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison, the only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer.
2: Mm. They're still calling him Edward? Like they didn't figure out his real name by now? He's
0: a loose man back then. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
2: he (laughs) does
1: 8,000 names. He deserves a Rathsmiss all over again. (laughs) Yes,
2: I agree. That's where it all began. (laughs) We're taking away
0: your nickname. Uh, Well, she, Mary Jane, kept up with the story. She also responded to skeptics when they would ask, they would interview her and say, well, how exactly did it happen? And really tried to poke holes in her ghost story. And she never wavered.
3: Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, For 20 years, she lived after the trial. And
2: she she was like She never never wavered wavered once. Where you were Mm -hmm. like, Oh God, we're going for tea. We're going to hear this story. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: got really good candy, but buckle up. I
2: feel like
1: if you were going to go to her house for a party, the mutual friend bringing you is like, look, do not ask her about this. Do not (laughs) ask
0: me. Don't (laughs) mention ghosts. Don't mention daughters. Don't mention trouts.
1: Don't mention preserves.
3: If there's bread, don't mention fruit. Don't mention
0: butter.
1: Honestly, keep your mouth shut just say you're actually not feeling good. And, out. <laughs> and then yeah. she'd
0: be like, you know, who wasn't feeling good.
1: Yeah, like, right. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so what do we think? 1000% hmm. it was a ghost.
3: She it had to come ghost. back.
0: How would she have known those details to tell? That's the thing. That's the, the thing that, yes.
3: Cause I could see that she may have seen the story in the paper and thought, oh, this could be a good idea. But how would she have known to give the story to the prosecuting attorney that, She was strangled and her vertebrae was broken and then they dig her up and, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm saying also,
2: I don't know. I feel like, sure, you could be committed to a story, but once the guy's like dead and gone and like everything's handled and she's still like, no, this really, 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 Mm -hmm. really, really, really happened. I don't know. I'm like, maybe there's something to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she could have, at the after he died of the yeah. flu, she could have been like, I made it all up, you stupid jerks and you believers <laughs> in your face. <laughs> but she's like, no, she came to see me. Or yeah. I wonder if the evidence was actually so much more clear. And just because she
1: was a woman and not being paid attention to, she just kind of actually used common sense and was able to figure it out as an investigator versus everyone Mm -hmm. else just kind of making guesses that's That's true she like watched the funeral and was like this idiot saying that's her favorite scarf it's not even her favorite Mm -hmm. scarf yeah she could have just pretended there was a ghost because no one would listen to her if she just said I a woman know what happened Mm -hmm. but but you'll listen to a ghost and I didn't go to Harvard so no
3: (laughs)
0: what a time where they're like oh a ghost said it we will believe, but a yep, woman? Yeah. Yep. Yep. No. no. She's <laughs> hysterical. Uh, and uh, who knows, maybe she distracted Trout and she was able to see the fingerprints on her throat and mm-hmm. said, oh, oh, she got strangled, you know, and just took a, a coincidental yep. guess.
1: It feels like the very first episode of, like, Psych where, like, maybe she's mm. a, a talking to a ghost or she's a medium in some way, but really she's just using Observant. investigative tools that <laughs> nobody else was paying attention to. Yeah.
0: Right. That's true. She did tell oh. her whole church group about it, though, so she... She couched it in terms of the Lord. She was like, God sent my daughter's ghost. Uh And that way the church group was like, oh, you're not a devil. Okay. Okay. Christian family.
3: (laughs) Remember it's a Christian family. God sent the ghost. ghost? If there's anything that's going to get you convicted in a courtroom back then, it was um, God and the paranormal, which I'm pretty sure we don't allow either of those into the courtroom (laughs) in today's uh, justice system. Yeah. It's definitely hearsay. (laughs) Separation of court and ghosts. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it like if you say like God told me, is that hearsay too, or is that just like, no, that's just, like, 100% it? fact. Yeah. <laughs> you can, oh, oh, then, yes. no. yeah. If
0: you were saying God told you something and you're trying to offer that statement for the truth of the matter asserted, yes, because you can't. We would want God to say it directly in court. Oh, right. So let's Let's give him a minute. (laughs) You might try to make an argument that he's unavailable and try to fit it in a hearsay exception. Uh, But people say God's with us all the time. So I don't think that argument would work. (laughs) I feel God in this chilies tonight.
3: (laughs) Well, this was super fun.
2: You guys, my God, thank Thank you so much
0: for, um, Thank thank you. Being a part of it even like
2: talked about this like years ago on the show, and I like didn't know ninety percent of the story. I think I tried to cover it once and like on, like, a flip episode where I was trying to do something ghostly, and I'm pretty sure I just didn't know 90% of the Yeah, values.
0: I tried I, to search, and I might have been bad at searching. Sorry about that. No,
1: <laughs> no I also, no. I also wanted, I would like to go back. I think I covered Moundsville a while ago. I'd like to go back and see if there was any crossover with a guy named Trout <gasps> that I wasn't paying attention oh, to.
3: Yeah.
1: There's a lot cool. of names to go through Edward,
2: Erasmus. You, yes. Yeah. He has a lot of aliases. Place. Yeah.
1: Greenbrier in general is a really haunted area. So I, oh, I'm not. In my mind, which uh, you know, no one else is paying attention to these thoughts, but I, it feels like the whole town is haunted, and therefore I'm going to trust that there was like a a court that that trusted a ghost yeah. than anyone. Of course, else. they it, let it in. It tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, but yeah, we uh, we gave the people what they wanted. Yeah, thank you guys. so much for uh, having yes. us. Thank been, you for coming Great. on. Yes, and was, uh, next I, we'll be on y'all's show also you will. will yeah
1: your production quality is astounding by the way like just like i i we I and went, and I were yeah. making eyes at each other like is this what it's what we're supposed <laughs> to? Have actually been <laughs> typing to each other like i i usually i would just wait till we were done recording but your audience should also know that like yep. wow you did all of that in lifetime ads the voices everything like, oh yeah takes us oh, about an hour to do ads. I want you to know, know though, like before. we've been doing this for four years, not even a lick close to whatever no. this was. I, You're about so to professional see some real
0: chaos on the other end. Oh, of we're her, into so. it. We love you
2: I and love it. Chaos. I can't wait. We're about yes. to
1: unravel. So yes.
2: we always wonder for
0: ourselves. We're like, we're probably just making way more work for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> I just grew up really loving the radio. So I just assume it's like a radio show and you just have to only do it. Just do it all. I mean, But famous. you can like, like push stop. Like, I think we're just doing too much. <laughs>
1: I I, I'm no. pretty sure like on our end, like Eva is thinking like, I can't believe this was just so seamless for this <laughs> fucking show. And like, <laughs> I, I spend a day a week just probably crying in my pillows,
3: having to edit everything. So well, you should hours. see the amount of edits I give to Tommy is pretty egregious so pages and pages pages and pages (laughs) so i after i go through
0: and listen to this i will uh edit out like a ton of of things so my favorite um, is when i we first started i was also trying to help with edits and i would have like three i was like sounds great and christy's like i have four pages i I was like oh i thought it sounded legit like all right oh my (laughs) god more she's a lot more delicate ear than i do i um, (laughs) am a very anal person yes um but
3: Put that yeah, on your well, grip. thank <laughs> you. I will. <laughs> yes, very innocent. for more than one reason. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> she died doing what she loved. That's all of <laughs> Period. End of story. Don't <laughs> <in the> like. <laughs> thank you so uh, much. Thank you guys thanks, so guys. much.
0: As a thank you, you'll get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, which is all new with our all-new logo, and it's kind of enormous. It's four by four. You're going to love it. It's very I large. Envelopes. <laughs> it's a whole deal. <laughs> uh, you also get membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Ruling the Airwaves tier, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and patron-exclusive video and audio content, including Am I the Asshole? Relationship segments, Judge Christie, where Christy judges you. Just kidding. She judges people on the internet. <laughs> but we also started Dear Sinister, where you can write in with all of your advice and questions, and we will just give you advice and tell you what to do with your life but only if you ask
1: Um, you also know
2: right now please do oh my gosh oh my god so many
1: questions i need so much advice also if you don't go follow them on patreon i am schultz will scream for the rest of eternity Thank you're you so sweet
3: that's a dangerous (laughs) threat i love that (laughs) you also know the fun perk of access to our discord server where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We also hop on occasionally, and we're hosting monthly Q&As with Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions.
0: For your patrons not in the U.S., you also have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that choose this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership.
3: For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner and make sure you stick around after our sign offs to hear
0: your shout out. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. We have all new merch coming for you soon and an all new store launching soon. Send us in suggestions for t-shirts and things you would like to see because we have some designers making some all new cool stuff for us right now. And if you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit sinisterhood.com and click on shop on the top banner.
3: The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get
0: more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Em and Christine, where can we find you on the internet?
1: Uh, you can find us at and that's why we drink.com. You can also find our socials, all of our handles across the border, wwd podcast. We also have our own Patreon, which, wow, you just um, made Womp, our very tired. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and in my own personal internet, you can currently find me on my own web browser adding you on Patreon, joining <laughs> Patreon right now. <laughs> what?
3: <Aww. laughs> what are y'all's personal Instagrams? If you want people to follow you, I don't know
0: if you give that out.
3: Oh, oh we I- love attention as we said earlier okay, you okay. yeah, you're, blue- geminized.
0: Have- you're geminized you are You want uh, people and you'll have him. the blue checks now yeah so. you're verified it That's took me like fancy. Uh,
2: over a year m got it over a year before i did so i'm finally like joining the very legit nice. super amped about it uh you can find me at the m schultz and i'm at x
3: teen schiefer nice and christy where are you at I am on Instagram at Christy
0: M. Wallace and on Twitter at Christy or GTFO. Heather, where are you at? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs Brianna Herman, Casey Garver, Connie Snow. Lauren Fazio, Tanya Underline Nine One Six, Nick Art, Samantha Finn, Paula K, Karen Dressler, Kirsty, Bria Milberry, Jay Dominguez, Lindy Davis Smith, Aaron Miller. Technically Heather McKinney because I accidentally signed up to try to get on the Crowdcast. It was a whole deal, but shout I out left to it in.
3: I was like, we are not taking this out. This shout is going to be fine.
0: I paid my month, so I get That's my own amazing. shout out. Heather <laughs> McKinney. Support the show. <laughs> Jamie, Kelly
3: Irvin, Adriana Hughes, Lee Westphie, Melissa Yancey,
0: Jessica Baker, Chelsea, Randy Carson, Cynthia Clark, Rebecca Brink, Lainey Crawford, Megan Childress, Kelly Height, Artist Campbell, Hannah Sage, Joanna, Jordan Trainer, Kylie Wright, Sarah Davis, Michelle Kidd Heather Glasgow, Deanna Woods. Jessica Lynch, Kimberly Ramirez, Lexi, Rosie Chexfield,
3: Nicole. What do we want to say? ZXY, ZXY. Zigzy? Zig-Z.
0: Uh It could is it maybe it's like a student. Or it's,
3: or it's just a fun thing she put in. Yeah. So, you know, Zig-Z. Nicole Zigzy or Nicole
0: ZXY. Maybe it's sexy, but in a fun way. Like the a Kyle license X-Y? plate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually Kyle like <laughs> 5 uh, We both joined on the same day. Uh, Brooke Patterson. <laughs> elaine nicholas lauren jacqueline hanks jj megan combs amber ossoes laura doherty ashley johnson
3: and abby thank you so much for supporting this show we sincerely appreciate it you guys we couldn't do this without you stay safe stay healthy and keep it creepy
0: <laughs> sinister